Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, hump day, Wednesday, October the 12th, the original Columbus Day, I should say. You know, I always thought that was his birthday. Well, that was the but day. It was the day that he, he actually discovered. Yeah, San Salvador, which is over somewhere in the Bahamas. Yeah, area. No, I, I thought he discovered India. He did. He, he thought he, he did. He thought he did, yeah. That, that's you know, the, this is the guy we're supposed to celebrate. <laughs> anyway, uh, and they still call him Indians, too. I know. <laughs> Even though he was in the, uh, he wasn't in the Far East. He was in, uh, you can't say the West, but uh, he was in uh, the Caribbean, so to speak. Anyway, uh, today in sports, uh, some more baseball. Boy, if you watched some of them yesterday, some great games, too. There really, uh, there were. And there, every uh, game was competitive. It was. Uh, the, the Yankees score a little non-indictive of how tight that game was. Anthony Rizzo kind of blew it open with a two-run homer. But uh, but otherwise, uh, we had some good games. They, they did. They did. And, uh, of course, the uh, Phillies jump on top of Atlanta at 7-1 before they can breathe. And uh, the Braves make a comeback, but not enough. They get beat by the score of 7-6. and six. Uh, Elsewhere and uh, I, I always say a home run can be a rally killer. It is. I, I think it is. You know that they had two on and the guy hits a three run homer and makes it seven to six and all of a sudden the bases are empty and you got to kind of start all over again with two outs and they can be you know just I assume get a base hit and hope the next guy yeah, you know right. does something. But I'm special. a big believer in keep the line moving. Yeah, you know just base hit, base hit, walk, uh, maybe a boot, a uh, base hit. Uh, those type of uh, innings, you, you just keep the uh, the line moving, and the next man's up. Now, now in the Houston game, the home Ooh. run killed the rally, but in a good way. Yes. Oh, yeah. It ended the game. Uh, but if you know, Berkman. Yeah, Berkman hit a two-run shot in the bottom of the eighth. Yeah, they they were down what yeah. seven to three at one time, and uh, what, things weren't looking good over uh, in Minute Maid be, Park. Thought it was going to be another day for the visitors. That's right. As it turned out, uh, the first game was the only one. That's right. Uh, and, of course, uh, Alvarez, uh, he poked one into the seats. Uh, I think he said it was 300. But, you know, the ball flies out of that park. You, yeah. you know, the, I don't know if they still call it the Landry seats or whatever over in left field. But what's that, 315? I mean, Fenway Park's got a 37-foot yeah. monster with the monster out there is, what, maybe 15, 18 feet. Uh, 22, to, I think. Yeah, to poke it into the seats in the left field stands. You have any kind of pull hitter or an inside pitch, uh or a slider that doesn't uh, slide, so to speak. Uh, uh, the ball just uh, gets out. But yeah, you have to admire Houston uh, down seven to three oh, and yeah. they come back to win it. You know, eight to seven with a two-run jack with two on, two out, two strikes. Last pitch of the ball game and uh, threw him a nice uh, pitch right over in oh, the middle yeah. of the plate, the heart of the plate. And a little, and you knew it was out as soon as he hit. Oh it. yeah. Did, were you watching the game? Some of it, yeah. At, at the end there, they were showing this. I don't know, eight-year-old Astro fan crying because yeah. his team was down. And they kept going back to it. And I'm like, come on, you got to be kidding. I know. And then the kid, the guy hits the home run. He realizes they win. They go back to the kid showing him elated. But uh, what a roller coaster ride this kid was on. But, oh, man, did man. that. I, I, I was just – after they hit the home run, I said, you better show the kid now <laughs> because you're showing him when he's crying. You better show him now. Oh, man, just uh, what a ball game. Of course, Houston, Houston's been known to do that in the last few years, uh, get those big home runs. Uh, 
in that ballpark, and I still say uh, the ball flies out that park. I mean, if you get it up in the air, and they've corrected center field, too. You remember they had that incline, yeah, yeah. which is horrible. Remind me of Crossley Field back in the in the 40s. And, and, and at 60s. first, they had the flagpole there. That's right. And I think that was a tribute to Crosley. That was uh, a way for them to pay homage, yeah. uh, have something unique, and pay homage to uh, the old stadium's Anyway, uh, it's just uh, in the former Minute Maid, uh, excuse me, the former Enron, yeah, and mm-hmm. now Minute Maid. Uh, it's been Minute Maid since, right? Yeah, it since, uh, yeah, about since 2000, where? somewhere in there, 99, it, uh, it went into uh, that uh, new name, so to speak, after the implosion of Enron. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the, the Yankees, um, Harrison Bader gets a, hits his first shot, a solo shot, batting ninth for the Yankees, get him. Uh, tied up on the board, or was it to one nothing at the time? I'm trying to recall with Bader, but the Yankees go on to win four to one, as you mentioned. Uh, uh, former Cub uh, hits a, a big two run with two run home run. It was, it uh, was. and uh, to give him a four to one lead in, in the late game. Uh, the Dodgers jump on the Padres quickly. It's two nothing, and uh, they go on to win five to three in the nightcap. Uh, today, just uh, two the two National League games are on tap for today as uh, the Phillies will remain in Atlanta uh, uh, for a 335 game in San Diego and uh, L.A. at Dodger Stadium at 737. So uh, Phillies up one nothing, uh, San Diego down 0-1. Uh, those games, of course, the uh, American League games will be played tomorrow, probably at the same time. Yeah. Travel day for the National League tomorrow. It makes no sense to me why they didn't do – if they wanted to stagger – Start with two games on Tuesday, then four games on, and then you have a natural travel day for one of the leagues and, and whoever would have started Tuesday. Um, but having an off day, and then, you know, uh, if, say, the Seattle uh, series, Seattle-Houston series goes five games, they'll play in Seattle Sunday and then Houston on Monday without a travel day or I mean, a travel day off. But yeah. they have to travel. Yeah, I don't know who puts and, these together. And Major League Baseball, we talked about this yesterday, the, the chance that uh, the Seahawks might move their game to 12 o'clock, their time to accommodate not going up against the... Uh, That's right. Mar- they the scheduled the game for team. 2 o'clock, wow. our time. Amazing. And so uh, Seattle uh, pretty much has to keep their game at three or may as well because moving up early doesn't uh, get rid of that conflict. Um, it would be nice maybe for the NFL to move the game to Monday. Yeah, but, uh, you know, these people, of course, with Seattle, the poor fans up there will be torn between the two, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there are a few fans that have d- duplicate season tickets with regards to the Seahawks and the Mariners. So uh, they've got to pick and these choose. Sports bars with multiple TVs will do quite well that day. Uh, I think so. I think so. Well, anyway, uh, uh, of course, the Seahawks got some work to do after the Saints beat them 39-32 uh, this past uh, Sunday. I'm trying to recall who they play uh uh, up there this uh, coming uh, weekend up in Seattle. So it looks like uh, they're playing uh, – well, Arizona comes to a big uh, conference game. Uh, so uh, we'll see how that uh, that's going to come out. So uh, anyway, 
Uh, games tonight, uh, as I said, uh, the two NL games, Phillies at Atlanta, San Diego, L.A. But the big game tonight for the area fans is UL at Marshall tonight. Oh, I really thought you were going to say the Blackhawks <laughs> opening up their season at Colorado. <laughs> I missed that Come one. on, man. Anyway, the, the Cajuns. I'm wearing red, not because of the Cajuns. Yeah, the Cajuns, I'm sure, uh, on the plane yesterday up to Huntington, uh, West Virginia to take on the Marshall Thundering Herd uh, at 6.30 tonight on ESPN2. Should be an interesting ball game. Two Cajuns looking to get back on the winning track as they've had some tough luck in the last uh, three games as they were 0-3. They started off uh, the season pretty well going 2-0, and then uh, stumbled at Rice. Everybody has a bad game. Then journeyed up to Monroe where they took on uh, Terry Bowden and the uh, Warhawks. And, boy, that was a big stumble. Uh, UL was favored by, I think, 10 or maybe 8, 10 points in that game, and they uh, tripped up uh, elsewhere. Uh, the uh, Cajuns uh, then uh, were defeated uh, last week, uh, well, I should say uh, 10 days ago, uh, as they lost a ball game. But, you know, Jeff, uh, they've got to figure out a way to uh, get back on a winning track, too, against Marshall. Marshall. Uh, pretty good team, uh, even though they uh, they got beat by Troy, I think, uh, there 10 days ago. Troy went up there uh, and upset them. They, uh, of course, their big bonnet or uh, feather in the hat this year, they went to South Bend, beat Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, everybody seems like they're beating Notre Dame right now in that regard. But the Cajuns on ESPN2 tonight, uh, 6.30, as uh, Marshall's a 10-and-a-half-point pick. Uh, the over and under is 46-and-a-half. UL comes to the game uh uh, about uh, 26 points a game. Marshall right at a little over 29. UL uh, offensive uh, yardage 328 a game. Uh, Marshall 424. UL's passing for about 210 a game. Marshall 200. Uh, rushing UL's 118. That's something I think they can improve uh, a lot. And um, hopefully the Cajuns can third down efficiency, 40% for UL, 44 for Marshall. Defensively, the Cajuns are giving up 20 points a game, Marshall 16. Total yards, the Cajuns give up 270, Marshall 281. 242 is the passing yardage UL gives up, and Marshall 210. And the rushing yards, UL 128, and Marshall uh, only 71 yards. So, uh We'll see how that all comes to uh, into play. Uh, Cajuns Jeff. dominate the all-time series. Yes, I think they do. One nothing. Yes, <laughs> dominating, <laughs> dominating over them all time. Uh, anyway, uh, but like you said, uh, hockey uh, hockey season. Uh, but they've already played a few night. games. Yeah, yeah. They they played those two games in Prague. That Nashville beat San Jose. Uh, both games, but last night they called it the North American opener. Okay. <laughs> well, Canada, it's, it's hockey in Canada. Exactly. Um, but I think both games were in the U.S. Um, Vegas and the Kings were the nightcap, and I didn't stick around for that one. But uh, the Rangers uh, won their opener. Yeah. And, uh, of course, the uh, hockey season, if my memory serves me right, approximately 80 games. 82 games. 82 yeah, same games. as the NBA. Similar to the NBA, similar timeline, uh, similar playoff uh, situation. Yeah, uh, something we hadn't talked about, I'm going to just mention for a few moments. Yeah, the United States women's soccer team, they've gotten beaten twice in the last uh, week. Once by Germany and yesterday, I think, by Spain, which oh. is highly unusual. I, I wonder if it has anything to do with the turmoil in the National Women's Soccer League, um, you know, the, the Women's Professional League here in the United States, all the 
sexual allegations, the resignations. Yeah. Um, and they talked about it, that we're going to boycott 15 players or so. We're going to boycott over. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember the issue uh, in that regard. But a lot but, of heads uh, are rolling, so that may get the players back on track. Yeah, and they, but they're still the number one ranked team in the world. So, But uh, they faltered a little bit. Last time that happened, I think it was either in 17 or Now that they've 19. got their money, they're not playing yeah. well. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. So anyway, uh, as you mentioned, the Rangers beat the Lightning 3-1. to one. Golden Knights beat the Kings 4-3 to three in a Tuesday night doubleheader to kick off the year. So... Uh, Anyway, uh, we'll see how uh, that'll all come in. Uh, Blackhawks, uh, late, uh, sort of a late start, 8.30 tonight or so. Uh, interesting, uh, over the past several years, uh, teams who have raised the, the banner, uh, the championship banner, get hammered at home in that first game. Really? I'll, I'll never forget, uh, it was 2017. Blackhawks coming off a pretty good season, uh, look bad in the playoffs. Penguins win the cup. Hawks open up in Pittsburgh. They win nine to one. Nine to one. Nine goals is is a lot. That's uh, like in a any fifth, game. Like fifty six to seven in football. And then the Hawks won four to one the next game, and then they didn't even make the playoffs then that year. It was brutal. Brutal. Well, the NFL plans to discuss the roughing the pass of penalties yeah. amid the outrage over the two disputed calls in Week Five. So changes to the rule. Not expected during the season, but hopefully the uh, rules committee can get on top of that and uh, make some uh, changes, which they need to do, too. You know, I I saw a lot of discussion about it yesterday, and I've come to the conclusion, and I'm not being sarcastic here, two-hand touch for the quarterbacks. And they'll scream about it because, no, I'm an elusive guy. I get out of tackles. Uh I get out. Well, you can't have it both ways. No. You know, no. you can't try and be an elusive quarterback and not expect it to be tossed. Yeah. Anyway, so, it's, so uh, I'm saying make a two hand touch and see how they like it. How about put a flag on them, a strip? Yeah. yeah. You got to pull it off their uh, the the Varelco off their belt, the, their, the tag belt. Anyway, the NL power, NFL power ratings out. Of course, the Eagles being the only undefeated team in the National Football League come in at number one. Bills two, Chiefs three, Ravens four. That's all AFC teams. Other than the Eagles, the Vikings come in at fifth, the Buccaneers sixth, 49ers seventh, Packers eighth, Cowboys ninth, Giants tenth, uh, the second five, Chargers, Bengals, Titans, Dolphins, Rams. In the uh, next five, 16 to 20, it's the, uh, I believe, I missed that team there, uh, go back, Cardinals, Cardinals, uh, the Saints move up to 17th. Uh, the Jets, the Colts, and the Browns. Uh, the next five, Jaguars, Patriots, Seahawks, Broncos, and Raiders. And the last, uh, what would you say, seven, uh, Falcons, Steelers, Lions, Bears, Texans, Commanders, and Panthers, who are looking for a permanent coach, I do believe. I, I think they've uh, assigned one of the assistants as uh, the coach in uh, in trending right now. So, uh, anyway, uh, of course, the state of play, the Cincinnati uh, and Los Angeles are both two and three, marking the first time since '99 that just uh, third time ever that the previous year's Super Bowl teams are both below 500. Looking ahead, Sunday's uh, features two early games of the year. Uh, of course, the four and one Bills at the four and one Chiefs. That ought to be a ball game too. And the four and one Cowboys they journey to uh, Philadelphia take on the Eagles, which should be another game. Four and one Cowboys, five and zero oh Eagles plus. Buys begin this week, so the Lions, Titans, Raiders, and Texans are all off. So all you fantasy football fans, 
Uh, if you got lions, tigers, I wanted to see bears, mm-hmm. but raiders and Texans. And uh, so you better get your team uh, up to date and see what's uh, shaking in that regard. So uh, it should be interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, in other news, um, around the, uh, as I mentioned about baseball tonight or this afternoon and tonight, uh, elsewhere, uh, NBA basketball preseason, uh, that's that's still going strong. Uh, elsewhere, uh, uh, as I mentioned, uh, UL taking on Marshall. And in a few minutes, so we hope to have our first coach on the, this morning, which will be co- Coach Artie Lauza from the Delcom Panthers, who have a big game this week facing Catholic High. As Catholic High will journey to Delcom Friday night, that game will be heard here on Kane Radio with pregame around 6.30 and the kickoff around 7. Catholic High has been playing pretty well lately. Uh, Delcom had a tough uh, loss last week. Uh, in a district game to Franklin, so uh, we'll see if the which Panther team is going to stand up here in this uh, big district game, second one of the year for both squads. Just going over some other sports notes here. Uh, don't know if you have anything. Uh, uh, before we take the break, okay. and I think uh, we're just about ready to take the break, um, it is foggy outside, and uh, we're not used to this. Uh, it's been 30 days of no rain, and Uh, For those who may be getting ready to hit the road or getting ready to head to work, uh, allow yourself a little extra time. I'm not sure how bad it is in the outlying areas, but uh, even downtown we're seeing some fog. So be careful on that morning commute. Yeah, when I woke up this morning outside, the full moon uh, was shattered a little bit by clouds. So uh, uh, we could use a little rain, that's for sure. And hopefully uh, over the weekend... uh, more cooler weather, I think, too, uh, as as the weather people say, cold fronts, but it's more of a cool front than a cold front, and the temperature is hopefully uh, coming in play. Anyway, Coach Artie Laos uh, up for us uh, in, in the second break this morning, followed by uh, Head Coach Rick Hudson from the uh, Highland Baptist Bears as they have a, another district game. they on the road to Covenant Christian, and uh, so it'll be interesting. And later on in our fourth segment this morning, uh, today in sports history. And I, I looked up this morning, Jeff, where Glenbrook is. It's in the town of Minden, and I'm pretty sure okay. it's a private school up there. And, uh, boy, to coin a phrase, uh, going the wrong way, they call themselves the Apaches. Really? S- yeah. So how, that's a new school, in my opinion, unless it's a school that changed names. But the Glenbrook Apaches up in Minden, that's, the, uh, I think, one of the top ten teams in the single-A poll right now. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break and get Coach Artie Lauz on the line. Uh, you're listening to Kane Radio, Bayou Sports on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll have Coach Lauz on right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 as we're trying to hook up with Coach Lauza right now uh, with Kane Radio. In, in the meantime, um, uh, Delcom uh, played Franklin this past week in their first uh, uh, district game. And uh, you never know with uh, Franklin which Hornet team is going to show up, but the one Coach Lauza found – it's pretty talented. They took on uh, Delcom and beat them by a score forty-one to ten. Uh, don't know any of the particulars of the game in that regard, but uh, the Delcom Panthers uh, were, were having a pretty good year considering everything. They had a couple big wins under their belt, and they also were playing pretty well with uh, Parker LeBlanc and Jackson Wiggins. There, they're two stars on offense, and both play a little. I don't think Parker plays any defense, but uh, Wiggins does play a little uh, defense. Uh, 41 to 10, um, you know, a four and a half touchdown uh, win for the Franklin Hornets. And, uh, if we can, uh, find Coach, uh, Laos, uh, uh, Jeff, I don't know if we have him, uh, lined up yet or not. No, no, he, um, he may be busy. Uh, I sent him a text, uh, call okay. if he can. If not, we understand, uh, sometimes work gets in the way. Uh, sure. Well, I've been, you know, you, you had me thinking about this Glenbrook, this whole Apache thing, which <laughs> amazes me. Yeah. 334 students, they've got a 10-to-1 student-teacher ratio. Oh, wow. That's pretty good for high school uh, in a class. And, and, and I'm pretty sure it's a private school. I don't think it's a parochial school, or am I it's, it's correct? It's private. It's definitely private, uh, and apparently it is uh, all grades because the average grade size is just 25. Oh, okay. Well, so K-12. one teacher. Yeah. Per, oh, I might have two teachers for a class. You know, uh, one morning teacher, one evening teacher, coaches. Uh, you know, coaches are considered teachers, so uh, that's part of the realm. But 334 students. And, well, what uh, I was really looking for, though, is when it opened, because oh, I don't okay. recall it uh, being an LHSA school. But to have that nickname, 
in this day and age. Yeah, that's strange. To, to do it, I mean, if it's a hundred-year-old name, uh, I, I get I just, it to some degree. But I don't recall any and, Apaches and maybe, being yeah. in uh, northwest uh, Louisiana, up in Minden. I, I don't know, and maybe they've got the full blessing of the uh, Apache tribe. Uh, I, I don't that know. I do not know, but uh, today, and uh, with the political correctness, uh, you know, people are removing those type mascots from their uh, names. And they, anyway, that's uh, what can I say? But like I said, uh, uh, it just uh, changed the scenery. But I wanted to look them up and find out a little bit about uh, Glenbrook, the Apaches uh, from Minden, Louisiana. I think who were ranked in the top ten. I, I think I'll it was give you an six idea. or eight. They, the school's on Country Club Drive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. That was the old saying years ago over in Houston, uh, Lamar High School. They had two country clubs in the end of uh, uh, – uh, well, I'm starting to think of the name of the country club up there. But uh, they had two high schools on the either end of the street. One was Lamar High School and one was a country club uh, up there in Houston. <laughs> and uh, Lamar High School has changed over the years, I can assure you. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Jeff uh, – of course, the Cajuns on tonight. It's uh, six thirty on uh, on ESPN two for you uh, Cajun fans and just football fans. I want to see if uh, Coach Mike Desimo can get the ship straightened out and uh, run it right. And uh, uh, as I've mentioned on this show a few times, it, you know, the, coming off a, a thirteen and one year, uh, Coach Napier leaving to go to Florida, uh, you know, they were cherry picked uh, that squad. They lost eight to ten really fine football players plus some other seniors that contributed to that team. Uh, course our local players here um with regard to uh, peter leblanc uh hill uh hill green and uh and trey amos uh from catholic High, uh on that squad contributing but you know I, I i thought at one time peter may be hurt because i didn't see his name come up uh too many times in some of the stat boards uh, but i did see last week he caught three passes i think uh for 23 yards in their last game but uh yeah it, I, I, I was watching that game with a, a better a bigger UL fan than I am. I, uh-huh. I don't follow them that closely. I still have a, a grudge against uh, the university for a particular reason I won't get into right now. <laughs> but All right. But, uh, but he was telling me, and he watches these games a little bit more intently than I do, that no, they just haven't been getting him the ball. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Peter, with uh, the speed he's got, uh, he can get down the field. But uh, three catches for, uh, as I mentioned, uh, I think it was – 30-something yards in that regard. I'm just trying to pull up the game from uh, 10 days ago when they played uh, uh, on homecoming, for that matter, and uh, were beaten by South Alabama. Uh, Peter in that game uh, caught, uh, as I mentioned, let's see if I can see that South Alabama UL. Yeah, Peter LeBall, three catches for 23 yards with an 18, uh, a long of 18. Uh, they don't have any decent defensive stats for Trey Amos or, or Hill Green. Uh, but Will Ridge was 18 out of 29, and Fields looks like he's going to miss this game due to an injury too. So Will Ridge will be the uh, quarterback for the Cajuns tonight. And Chris Smith, who had a pretty good game against South Alabama, he had 12 carries for 107 yards, a long of 55. And uh, the Cajuns just need to get that running game going. Uh, Will Ridge also nine carries. I don't know if those are RPOs or just uh, scrambling from dropping back in the pocket. And T. Williams, six carries for 20 yards. Uh, uh, Lejeune, uh, the, uh, the, another quarterback, but he, they put him, I think, at, uh, at running back. Um, he came there as a quarterback from Maryland, a transfer, one carry, eight yards. Cabote, 
uh, one carries five yards and Fields. Of course, Fields did start the game off. I think he was four out of seven for 25 yards and a pick. Uh, you, you all had two picks in that game. So uh, need to right that ship. Uh, of course, they were one out of three on field goals, too. So uh, uh, could have cost him the game if he hit those two field goals. Can't remember the distance either. So Cajuns um, have a big game tonight, and hopefully uh, against Marshall, the Thundering Herd. And we'll see if they can't get things back together. In the meantime, uh, still waiting on Coach Lyles. We hadn't heard from him yet. So uh, Rick Hudson coming on at uh, 745. Uh, baseball tonight. Uh, of course, the Saints. Uh, trying to see, Jeff, too, if the Saints, uh, with their injury report. Uh, I don't think that's due out until the afternoon. It is. Uh, it is. And uh, But... Looking at the Saints, uh, put some points on the board. You know, they've been really struggling to get the offense going. The, the fourth quarter against the Falcons and who was the other team that they had a big fourth quarter against. Uh, they lost uh, the Vikings uh, and just couldn't put it together. And uh, they need to start. You know, they do have uh, 60 minutes of football, 15 a quarter. So hopefully the Saints can put something together in that regard uh, and get things get things moving along. So, um Tyson Hill for you fantasy players. The person in our league who had Tyson Hill got 69 points out of his scoring spree with three rushing touchdowns, a uh, uh, throwing touchdown. What's a good game? Or what's a good day as far as points? Uh, 20. You have nine players. Uh, most kickers won't get 20 points. We'll have a, we have it in our league where if you have a, someone to kick over a 50-yard field goal, you get an extra point over 55, another point, 60, another point. So you could get six points, on, I think, on a 60-yard field goal elsewhere. Uh, but I'm trying to put Taysom's points in this particular game in perspective. Okay, well, let me just uh, go to uh, my fantasy list here. I, I've never played fantasy, don't know much. Yeah, this is what, what I know of fantasy, I, I picked up when uh, Coach Indest had uh, – Jason, yeah, Jason on each week, which was which which was a lot of fun too, in that regard. But uh, anyway, uh, I don't know if I can pick up uh, that pick up the scoring preview. But last week's scores, who had him? uh, You know that sixty-yard run by by Taysom Hill. That in our league, that's twenty-four points. So if you can put that in perspective, him throwing for a touchdown, it was twenty-two yards. Uh, of course, you get uh, a nine points uh, outside the ten yard line, so uh, that's eighteen points. So eighteen and uh, twenty four, forty two points right there. Uh, and uh, the other rushing touchdowns. I'm trying to think. Both of them were short yardage, but he being basically a tight end, wide receiver. He's not a quarterback. You get double points. So there were short runs. That's another twenty four points. So that's sixty six. And then the yardage. Uh, every 30 yards he rushes. I think he had two rushes, or he, he had 112 yards, so he got another two points. That it should add up to about the 69 points. So uh, uh, that's a big score yeah, for one yeah. player in our league. And any league. Like and uh, our, matter of fact, the person that had him that that uh, weekend, I think they scored 173 points that week. The our league's all-time high, I think, is 186. That was done years ago, and uh, I think that's when the Patton kid went off in in uh, New England. He had like a return to punt for a touchdown. He caught a pass for a touchdown. He might have thrown a pass for a touchdown. Those are uh, basically double points in our league. So when your wideouts and uh, running backs don't score on their natural position, running one in, catching one in, if they run one in or throw or receive one, they get double points. It's a lot of fun. Been doing it for well over 30 years, probably closer to 35. 
and it's been interesting over the years uh the different people have uh, I played against so uh, right now it's a pretty steady league I've been in with 12 players anyway uh with that uh we'll go ahead and, and take a break you're listening to uh Kane Radio's Bayou Sports here on October the 12th hump day we'll be back with our next version and coach Rick Hudson right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the Shadow. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's, home of the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and all issue, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back this Thursday, 10 games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot and six others win a bar tab. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, best bar and more for this year's Best of the Tash. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports on this this big hump day, October the 12th. And on the line with us is head football coach at the Holland Baptist Bears, Coach Rick Hudson. Good morning, Coach. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Hey, Coach. Uh, I know you'd like to write the ship uh, uh, with, uh, after the Maryville game. Uh, you take on Covenant Christian in a, an important uh, district game, Coach. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, Covenant Christian? Well, they're very similar to us. I think they're uh, on their third quarterback uh, of the year. Uh, they started the season as a spread team. And then uh quarterback got hurt, and they went to split back beer. And... Uh, and then last week they changed and went to kind of the double slot uh, option that uh, all the military academies run. And and so uh, we're, we're having a little more uh, of a difficult time probably preparing for them. We're not real sure what they're going to be doing offensively. But uh, we know they're going to run the football, and, and they've had, you know, things we got to do. we got to get better on offense, and then we got to prepare ourselves on defense for a, for a variety of possibilities. Coach, uh, pardon my ignorance, but uh... – can you give me a little background on Covenant Christian? Where are they out of? Uh, some, of our, some of our listeners might want to know, and I myself uh, not familiar with them at all. Actually, their school is located in Gray, uh, and they play all their home games at Nickel State. So, again, uh, that's uh, John Guidry Stadium there, uh, 
seven o'clock kick, I would imagine. Uh, at uh, yes, sir. Yeah, very good. Uh, anything fans need to know? Uh, I don't usually go there this early in the conversation, but anything uh, fans need to know? Well, when they play at Nichols, uh, all our all our fans will have to sit on the home side. They just use one side of the stadium for fans, and uh, we've tried to already let our people know that. But uh, anybody who might be listening who hadn't heard, will be uh, all our fans are over there. So it's it's kind of a weird environment when you're on a sideline and you don't have any of your home fans behind you. But uh, we will get to play on you know on turf and, and a college stadium, and so. Uh, that's a little different experience for for high school kids. Yeah, I, I know. Um, I would the, the district I played in in high school, um, DeKalb High School was in there, and they played their games at Northern Illinois University. So that was my first experience with turf. But it's kind of a big deal um, when you have that opportunity, and you hope the kids soak it in. You really do, and and, and of course we go to Nichols for a camp every summer, so there's some familiarity with some of our players. But uh, all in all, it's a good environment. And, uh, you know, all our games with Covenant, since they've been in our district, have been very, very competitive. So uh, I'm kind of anticipating the same thing again this week. You know, Coach, uh, going back to the Maryville game, not that we need to necessarily recap it, but uh, what do you take away from that? Uh, And with the injury issues that you have, uh, how do you progress from that point? Well, we had quite a few players out last week, and, and uh, you know, we had one player, uh, a good two-way player who was out with uh, strep throat, and then we had another player who was under concussion protocol. He won't be back this week, but but the other is, is uh, he told me yesterday he feels like he's about 70 or 80% back, so hopefully by Friday night he'll be a little bit more than that. Uh, and and Maryville is just a, is another one of those frustrating games for us offensively. We moved the football this week, but we just couldn't get it in the end zone. We had uh, three drives that stalled inside the ten yard line, and you know when you lose by fourteen points, uh, you go back and watch that film, and it's hard to watch because because uh, you know those small mistakes are huge mistakes. No, no doubt. Uh, if you've got a moment, uh, tell us a little bit about other uh, athletics uh, going on over at Highland. Well, cross country is having a good year right now, and uh, and uh, they had last week off because of uh, homecoming, but uh, they're back at it this week. And volleyball has uh, just started their district schedule, so uh, they're in the meaty part of their schedule. And and uh, you know the the winter sports are getting ready to crank up. Soccer and and basketball, their their uh, preseason workouts are getting ready to start. So. Uh, a lot of activity going on. We're wrapping up the first grading period. Uh, when, when I check my emails, there's a lot of stuff going on, I can tell you that. Very good. Well, Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, we'll wish you the best of luck in the rest of the uh, week of preparation uh, on your way to Thibodeau on Friday night. Safe travels, but we'll look forward to checking in with you again on Saturday morning. Good deal. Look forward to talking to you. Thank uh, you, Coach. Good luck, Coach. Appreciate uh, Rick Hudson uh, checking in with us this morning. And, uh, yeah, that, I tell you what, uh, too, uh, learned a little something about the uh, concussion protocol uh, that high school players go through when, right. you know, last Saturday morning talking to about them. And, you know, one of my concerns was uh, players who maybe don't step up and um, identify the fact that they might be in a situation. But he says, no, you, you can usually tell and then, there's this uh, test that they take, um, you know, they take it uh, when they're healthy, and then after a 
possible concussion. They take it, and you can tell, apparently, that uh, there is a difference in what uh, their head is seeing. So um, good to hear that uh, they've got a quality concussion protocol, or it seems that they do. Yeah, I, I can can relate to, to that. Uh, I did not play football in high school, but uh, played uh, basketball and baseball. And I can remember playing in a game, and uh, some of the guys that I played with are having to listen. I took a shot to the jaw with an elbow. And I never forget coming back into the locker room at halftime. I told my coach, I can't remember the score. You know, I don't know. He called over the team physician at the time to look at me and all and said, uh, you need to have a seat. You're not going back yeah. into the game. Take a shower. Come out in the third quarter and have a seat on the bench somewhere. And uh, let me tell you, I was woozy. I, I, and uh, the next day at school, you know, I slept well that night. But the next day at school, uh, I knew I had uh, some issues in that regard. So, uh uh, and even though you didn't hit helmet to helmet, uh, you take an elbow from somebody. Uh, it's just a jar. a rebound, yeah. yeah, and hit me in the jaw. And, I mean, just uh, knocked me silly, too, for a moment or two. I can still remember playing, but I, I just I couldn't even remember the score when I got in the locker room. I didn't know if we were up or down at the time. So it's, it's a serious uh, needs to be addressed. And, of course, the helmets today are so much more refined, but still – when you get a blow to the head, uh, it's it's tough. Uh, you got to acknowledge that too. Yeah, and again, uh, we hope that uh, players don't ignore, uh, don't uh, fear losing a position, don't fear uh, you know a stigma attached to. Oh, I can't take a hit. No, if you are feeling those uh, symptoms of a concussion, uh, take it seriously. And you know, in, in in retrospect, you even put yourself on the line for another shot. Too, if you kind of in yeah, a daze, yeah. you know, and uh, you're going to get another shot, whether catching a ball or running a ball, whatever the case, or playing defense, you take another good shot. Who knows what's going to happen, too, in that regard? Because you kind of – it's like a fatigue feeling you have, and uh, it's it's dangerous. And uh, the NFL, boy, they let the Dolphins tour go a couple times, and uh, uh, they're going to be reprimanded for that. I think the league's going to address that. Although, again, you know, whether it's BS or not uh, – the, the, both the NFL and Players Association says the protocol was followed. Yeah, but um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure it'll be. It's going to be looked into, and especially if you've got other players. The Saints have a few, a couple players in the uh, concussion protocol too. Uh, not sure how uh, 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 new uh, rookie wide receiver how he's going to come out through that too. You know, so uh, yeah, the Saints have some injuries right now, and like you said, they'll probably be released later on today. Don't know if our quarterback Winston's going to be able to play or not. Uh, along with uh, some other players. So, uh, of course, Michael Thomas has a foot injury. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I'm trying to think, is it a hamstring? Or maybe uh, he's got some kind of leg injury, I think. Uh, not sure what. But uh, the Saints uh, have another big game trying to even up that record at 3-3 three and three as they take on the Bengals. And, boy, you can believe there are going to be a lot of Tiger fans cheering for Joe Burrow in that game. That's just unbelievable. But uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Joe man. Burrow has one good year. I mean, granted, it was a great year. But, man, he, he spends two years on campus and all of a sudden he's a hero. I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't get it completely. Um, I mean, I, I can I can see where you can be happy for his future success, sure. but not against your own team. That's you know? correct. That's right. Look, I look I, there are a lot of greenies in, in the National Football League. <laughs> and I wish him well, but uh, we're going to beat you. That's when the Saints play you. That's how I look at it, too. Uh, your allegiance is gone. 
in, uh, Jeff, in the meantime. So I uh, don't know if uh, we have any other uh, topics maybe I, to I, discuss. I do want to remind folks uh, it is homecoming for New Iberia Senior High. Their homecoming parade is this evening. They'll take off from Nish, uh, head up Jefferson Terrace, uh, work their way down Main before they eventually work their way back. And I'm not sure really after Main Street where the route goes uh, back to Nish, but uh, be prepared for that. Uh, I, I know often people are caught off guard because these homecoming parades don't quite get the road closure notices that right. some of the others do, and the, the, the routes differ so much because of where the high school is located often. Uh, but just be prepared for that, and it, it's supposed to begin at 5, and that's when a lot of people are just getting off work. So just be prepared for that and be respectful of it. Uh, and, you know, it's usually uh, uh, if they run the right zone or their their zone, they should come down Jefferson Terrace, turn on the main, and cut back up center because I'm pretty sure that's uh, somewhere in the vicinity is where the zone ends for Westgate. And by Lloyd G. Porter, too, um, the old football stadium that they used to utilize uh, – but I wonder if they like getting downtown, though, too. Yeah. But otherwise, Center Street would be a natural turnoff. Yeah, that's right. And in a lot of instances, they'll head down to Jefferson Street, turn up and come back up uh, St. Peter, yeah. uh, and then probably head back to uh, uh, Jefferson Terrace in that regard. But, yeah, I kind of knew it was somebody's homecoming uh, this week when you see the toilet paper in the trees in the front yard. So across the street from it, they had some. And uh, they also had some uh, down Main Street if my memory serves me right. And I saw some somewhere else today. I'm not sure where. But uh, the toilet paper uh, people are are, uh, are making up. No, no shortage of it uh, no, thank two God. years you, later. Yeah, remember that? Well, even years ago, uh, even on The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson, Carson mentioned they had a uh, they were getting ready to have a toilet paper shortage. So you need to get out and buy. And, and with the viewership he had, <laughs> people went out and bought. And there was a toilet paper shortage. So it was commenced. Anyway, uh, so homecoming for the Yellow Jackets. Let's hope uh, they can uh, get back on track, too, for the uh, nearby High School Yellow Jackets. I'm just trying to go through uh, – uh, pocket guide here, which gives you all the information. There's still a few of them out there. Of course, the Yellow Jackets. Uh, Barb comes to town, the Buccaneers, and Barb, along with a lot of those Lake Charles teams, have been down due to, yeah. due to the hurricanes over the last couple of years. And uh, uh, let's hope the Jackets have a nice homecoming uh, in that regard, and uh, they'll take on the Barb Buccaneers uh, uh, Friday night, I'm sure, 7 o'clock kickoff, as always. And uh, the Yellow Jackets. Uh, uh, have, uh, if my memory serves me right, uh, only one win this year, uh, and, uh, over Sam Houston earlier in the season. So they've had some tough luck recently, but, uh, let's hope they write that ship too in regards to the Bar Buccaneers, uh, over at Nish Stadium. And don't think Nish Stadium well, has a name yet either, huh? No, so, it does not. Um, I, I, I tried to get them to get a nickname, but they said, no, we don't have a nickname. No hive, nothing like that. Uh, uh, the hive would be good. You know, I mean, uh, that, that's uh, quite uh, common for a yellow jacket. And, uh, well, anyway, the uh, yellow jackets. Other games in the area, uh, the St. Martinville Tigers, uh, they take on, uh, boy, they travel to St. Charles to Laplace to take on uh, the St. Charles team. Uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting fight there. Westgate, uh, of course, Westgate uh, will journey to North Vermillion to take on the Patriots. The Panthers will have that game on Friday night at Delcom. Elsewhere. Panthers uh, squared. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, elsewhere uh, in high school football, the uh, Lorville Tigers 
we'll journey to Franklin and uh, we'll find out what kind of team Franklin really has. Uh, you either get a good Franklin team or a Franklin team in chaos. But uh, well, but they are as fast. Yes, and speed doesn't really have a day off. No, it doesn't. Uh, there's no uh, lapse in speed. That's right. Wendy El- Herzog. That's right. You know? Elsewhere, Vermilion Catholic generate journeys to Vermilion Catholic to Abbeville to take on uh, the Screaming Eagles. Uh, uh, of course, as Coach Hudson mentioned to us, Covenant Christian, they're going to drive to Gray, but they're going to play in Nichols Stadium uh, for that game. We mentioned Delcom. They uh, take on Catholic High. And the West St. Mary Wolfpack uh, having a really tough year for the West St. Mary Wolfpack team. They're going to play Ascension Episcopal. Catholic High beat last week 20-17. to 17. So uh, a lot of high school football in the area, folks. If you want to get out and see a game, uh, we uh, let you know that uh, get out there and support uh, maybe if you're not from this area and you moved here over the years, uh, get out and support a team. Uh, these young people, not only with the players, but the cheerleaders, the pep squads, the bands, do a lot of work uh, each week to uh, to cater to your enjoyment. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure if you mentioned, I may have missed it, but uh, Westgate is playing tomorrow night. Oh, Thursday night. It is a Thursday night game okay. for Westgate. Okay, all right. So journey to, uh, I guess, Maurice, that area, yeah. up in there to take on the North Vermilion uh, uh, Patriots in that regard. So uh, pretty much uh, high school football. Of course, the Cajuns tonight want to remind everyone at 6.30 on ESPN2, take on Marshall. They travel to Huntington, West Virginia. To take on a, a pretty good Marshall team, they're three and two. The Cajuns two and three. Hopefully, they can get that five hundred record back up in line again. So, uh, and then uh, tomorrow night, you got Washington journey to Chicago play the Bears, and the Bears are somebody's got to win. Yeah, but, uh, Washington comes in one and four. The Bears two and three. Thirty-seven and a half is over and under that game too tomorrow night, Jeff. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's that's on Amazon. So you've got to you've got to be have an Amazon. Uh, 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 account to uh, watch the game. So uh, with that, uh, I don't know if you have any breaking news there right now. Not not necessarily breaking news, but uh, do have some uh, Mike Desermo audio. Uh, uh, the Cajuns uh, banged up a little bit, uh, and he said disappointing loss to South Alabama. Good for us, the timing of it. I think we got to kind of sit back and and do a little bit of uh, reflecting, kind of looking at ourselves and, and taking some time to work on things we need to work on to have success. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, and most coaches on these conference calls will tell you, it's always more about us than it is about them. And, again, uh, defending Sunbelt Conference champs, uh, gotten off to a disappointing start, but they look to bounce back against Marshall again, having beaten them in the New Orleans Bowl yet last year. He says, Marshall's defense is as strong as it was last year, but they've faced similar offensive inconsistencies as the Cajuns. It's quite a few on offense, and you're trying to kind of figure out, putting those pieces together, trying to figure out the best way to go out there and get your offense going. And, um, you know, watching them, you can see uh, they've played really good on offense in some games, you know, and then they've had some where they've kind of struggled a little bit to find an identity. And he says uh, after a tight quarterback competition in the offseason, Finally decided it would be best if both Chandler Fields and Ben Woodridge saw the field this season, but with Fields hurt, Coach Desimo confident in uh, Wild, is it Woodridge, uh, his ability to lead the team. Oh, ben has played really, really well at times. Um, and there's some games where, he, you know, I'm sure he, he wishes he'd play a little bit better. Uh, but the experience that he's got has been really good for him. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, knowing that, hey, listen, it's your show. You're going to go in there. It's your time to go and go do it. It's your opportunity. Um, I think Ben's going to rise to the occasion.
And again, kickoff at 6.30. It is on ESPN2, folks. So uh, tune in tonight and see if the Cajuns can get those uh, uh, that ship turned around and uh, get on back on the winning track. Uh, some more big games on later. But uh, the big one uh, tonight at 6.30, ESPN2. Cajuns look uh, to take down the thundering herd. Elsewhere, uh, Jeff, uh, let's go ahead and take our final break this morning. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more in uh, Today in Sports History right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Quarter Tavern 910 East Main across from McDonald's, home of the best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Monthly bingo is back this Thursday, 10 games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot and six others win a bar tab. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, best bar and more for this year's Best of the Tash. Athletic Field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio and Baseball Today. Kind of remind folks, uh, as the Phillies and the Braves go at it again in, uh, in Atlanta at 335 first pitch and San Diego and L.A. is the night game tonight, uh, 737. Of course, the 
American League will be playing tomorrow with their two games uh, with Seattle at Houston and Cleveland at New York. Elsewhere uh, in today in sports history, Jeff, and on this date, 1907 in the World Series, the Cubs beat the Detroit Tigers and Ty Cobb uh, 2 nothing at Bennett Park for a 4-0-1 series victory. Uh, I don't know, I'm not familiar with the one tie. But anyway, it's the Cubs' first championship. Of course, they go on to win another one the following year, if my memory serves me right. And did they win another one in uh, 12? I can't recall. Uh, no, no, because 1908 was the last one they won. Okay, so uh, up until 2016. Elsewhere, uh, yeah. in 1916, uh, the World Series, the Boston Red Sox beat the Brooklyn Robins. Not the Dodgers, but the Robins, 4-1, uh, to one, and the Braves uh, a field to clinch the series and retain the title. Of course, a little-known pitcher back then by the name of Babe Ruth had a lot to say in that series as the Red Sox beat uh, uh, Brooklyn. In 1920, the World Series, Cleveland beats the Brooklyn Robins again at the League Park for five games to two series. Back then, they played nine games of the best out of nine. It's the Indians' first championship, and uh, the only other one the Indians ever won was in 48. And uh, speaking of 48, on this date, 1948, Casey Stingle takes over as manager of the Yankees. They win 11 pennants, seven World Series in his 13 years as the uh, manager of the Yankee team. 1967, on this date, Lou Brock steals a World Series record seven bases as the Cards beat the Red Sox 7-2 at Fenway mm. Park for a 4-3 series win. The MVP, Cards pitcher Bob Gibson, he also homed in that seventh game in the series to help his own cause. And Bob Gibson, one of the better hitting pitchers ever in the National League or in Major League Baseball. On this date, 1979, the Boston Celtics guard Chris Ford scores the first three-point basket in NBA history at the Boston Garden. It also marks the debut of a rookie by the name of Larry Bird. Hmm. Also, he could hit a three, too. Yes, he could. Also on this date, future Hall of Fame forward Magic Johnson makes his debut for the Lakers at the, against the Clippers. The Lakers win 103-102. to That's when he was hugging Jabbar <laughs> winning that first game. That's still a, a momentous picture or video of that. Elsewhere in uh, 1980, uh, Major League Baseball Championship, the Phillies beat the Astros uh, three games to two. In the final four games, went to extra innings. All four games of two, three, four, and five were all extra inning nail-biter games, but the Phillies pull it out uh, three games to two, and they go on to win the national or the uh, World Series that year, beating the Kansas it, it, City Royals. It was an epic uh, playoff. Oh, it was. That it was. In 1982, uh, Milwaukee Brewer Paul Molitor gets a uh, World Series record five hits, and they they go on to beat the Cardinals in the first game of the World Series at Bush, uh, ten to nothing. The only other player ever to get five hits in a World Series game, Albert Pujols. He also had two singles and three home runs in that game. I think in Game Five over in Arlington. On this date, 1986, the California Angels come within one pitch mm-hmm. of uh, winning the pennant. They lose to the Red Sox, and Donnie Moore was never the same nope. again. The pitcher for the Angels, too. Just tragic end to his life. Elsewhere in 1989, Dallas running back Herschel Walker is traded from the Cowboys to the Vikings for five players and six future draft picks as Emmett Smith, Russell Maryland, Kevin Smith, and Darren Woodson all joined the Cowboys over the years. And uh, Cowboys go on to win three uh, 
uh, Super Bowls in, I think, five years, maybe six years. So, uh, anyway. And apparently they had to lock up the women in Minneapolis at that point. That's correct. (laughs) It is correct. Elsewhere in this date, 1992, uh, Brett Hitman Hart beats Ric Flair for the WWF heavyweight title in under two hours. Uh, Anyway, uh, he beats the heavyweight, uh, wins the heavyweight title, so uh, knocks off Ric Flair. Elsewhere on this date in uh, 2019, uh, Kipchoge, uh, a Kenyan, becomes the first to run a marathon. Check this out, under two hours and one hour and 59 minutes and 40 seconds. It was over in Vienna, Austria, and they were using pace setters and pace laser and markings on the doctored course, so uh, gave him a little help there at the timing, but still 159 for 26 miles. Eight, uh, 385 yards. I'm impressed. Birthdays today. 1906, born on this day. Joe Cronin, Hall of Fame shortstop, seven-time Major League All-Star, manager of the Red Sox, and was the American League president from 59 to 73, born in San Francisco on this date. 1910, Bob Shepard. And if you don't know that name, he was the PA announcer for the New York Yankees. You ready? From 1951 to 2007, and uh, he was born in Richmond Hill in New York. And uh, He didn't stick around for the last year at Yankee Stadium. Uh, that's right. That's, that's interesting. And not that's only that, but Der- Derek Jeter had his voice, uh, I guess, uh, mimeographed, taped, and every time he came to the plate as a Yankee, Bob Shepard's voice would announce, Derek Shortstop, batting second, number two, Derek Jeter, number S- two. Some, somewhat, I wonder if he had passed away. Uh, Is it possible he passed away and that's why he didn't finish? No, he passed away in 08. Uh, uh, No, I want to take that back. He passed away in 2010, but I don't think he hit his 100th birthday. I think he was 99 at the time. It's just, it it would amaze me why he wouldn't finish out uh, Yankee Stadium because the next year was the last year at Yankee Stadium. But but I guess that the situation where they played the recording kind of reminds me of you know, that the Cubs whip out Harry Carey every once in a while to, right. to take me out to the ball game. That's right. Remember the hologram on the game, oh, the Lord. Field of Dreams game that this still past year? Me. Anyway, uh, also born in this date in 1936, uh, shortstop all-star World Series champion, sportscaster with NBC, born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Tony Kubek, who took one into the Adam's apple in the – the seventh game of the uh, in the top of the bottom of the eighth inning in the World Series uh, took him. I had to take him out the game. He could hardly speak as he got nailed by uh, Bill Verdon hit a ground ball that bounced horribly and hit him in the apple, Adam's apple and uh, throat. Anyway, uh, deaths on this date. Now bring this one up because probably one of the people don't realize one of the finest athletes ever to live and play NBA basketball was a trackster and even thought about one time of fighting. Uh, born on this date, uh, or dying on this date, excuse me, in 1999, Wilt the Still Chamberlain. Mm. And uh, the Big Dipper, you know, Chamberlain was a could run the open quarter, set records at Kansas running the quarter, even through the shot put 50 feet. I mean, just what an athlete and volleyball player extraordinaire, too. Yes. Not only his basketball capabilities, but volleyball. Died of heart failure at 63. Can you believe that? Unbelievable, 63. And he and Bill Russell used to celebrate Thanksgiving Day. He never had any children and, uh, that we know of. 
And uh, he would celebrate Thanksgiving with Bill Russell at Bill Russell's yeah, house. that's neat. Yeah, it is. Anyway, quote of the day. I, I'm going to take, take a look a little back to Wilt Chamberlain. Everybody roots for David. Nobody roots for Goliath. And, uh, of course, that comes into play with the size of Chamberlain and uh, all the little guys, the underdogs, taking down Chamberlain. Uh, but just a great athlete, phenomenal basketball player, the only man to score 100 points in an NBA game in Hershey, PA. Uh, I think there were around 4,000 fans at that game that night. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, that's the day in sports history, uh, October 12th. Uh, Jeff, uh, back to you. Well, just a couple of uh, quick notes. Uh, apparently a passport issue is keeping the Giants punter, Jamie Gillen, in London. Uh, you may remember he had to run out of the back of the end zone. Well, I guess he ran out of the side of the end zone oh, okay. uh, in the uh, game in London there. Um, again, uh, Giants defeating the Packers 27-22, to but he is still in london uh, with passport issues you you would think maybe he got in russia yeah yeah he got in yeah what's the issue the united states customs won't let him back in not not sure what the case is but uh ron rivera you know uh, we talked about him yesterday uh talking about why other teams in the nfc east have um had such a great year and he says quarterbacks well he had a bit of a mea culpa (laughs) moment uh yesterday On the Dan Geronimo show, uh, he said, I created a little bit of a distraction, and that's one thing I try not to do. It's one thing that I'm very aware of. Again, it's one of those things that when you misstep, people can't wait to dive onto it and jump onto it and hold onto it without an opportunity for you to explain yourself. So, hey, that's on me. I should know better. He did apologize to both Carson Wentz and the rest of the team for singling out the quarterback as the club's weakness, and um, maybe needs to look in the mirror, too. Yeah, that's right, because look who's leading the Cowboys right now. they got a backup yeah, quarterback. Exactly. So, so anyway, that, that's uh, what I got today. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's about it today on Bayou Sports. Jeff, uh, of course, tomorrow we'll have a couple more coaches talking about their teams and their upcoming games here on Bayou Sports, and always uh, today in sports history. And two ball games today, Cajuns tonight. Uh, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. Absolutely. want to thank our guest today, uh, Highland uh, Baptist head coach Rick Hudson. And, uh, again, uh, not sure what happened to Coach Lauza, but I'm sure um, he has a uh, good reason for not being able to join us today. We'll look forward to uh, the next time. And tomorrow, as you mentioned, a couple of head coaches, uh, Josh Learman and Carol Olivier. And don't forget about the Nish Homecoming Parade tonight rolling at 5. want to thank our sponsors, the Headache and Pain Center. Schwing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, a great place to watch the Cajuns, and and the parade uh, tonight uh, as well. It's a great place um, as the uh, parade will come by there a little after 5. L.A. Classic Roofing and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, District Number 49, again that election next fall. That Lewitt News is up next, brought to us by David Funeral Homes, and then Lee Kay uh, takes us to 10 o'clock with the Breakfast Club here at Kane 107.5. Stay with us. You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash.